0: ditto heads attention bow scouts goes by the pseudonym it's time for the soul of excellence he is a radio host at 77 wabc here in new york the rush hour is on the air rush rush now here's bo snurdly 800
1: 848 wabc is the number to call today if you'd like to be on our program this is James Golden, aka Bo Snurley. It is rush hour on WABC in New York. Yesterday, as we enjoyed fun and banter with, with our guest, Mark Stein, who's just an amazing broadcaster, an amazing human being, events were unfolding in Texas that we all know about now while the show was on the air. And the aftermath, the death toll has gone up. At first, it was Eight and 14, and then as of today, 19 children, two teachers at the Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, dead. Salvador Ramos, the executor, killed himself as well. This is, as you know or may know, the second highest total of casualties in the school shooting next to Sandy Hook. This has become a common feature in American life. Every year, every two years, we get massive numbers, but school shootings are all too common, even when they aren't deemed important enough by the mainstream media to fully report on them. It's not just school shootings. I mean, I have the usual news stories today. A nine-year-old girl shot to death, an innocent victim. This was in Virginia by some thugs in a drive-by shooting. She's not going to get much attention, sadly. Her family won't. And every one of these shootings, we hear the same things. We hear calls for more gun control, and we hear the Democrats are furious and furious. And then we hear uh, there was a, one of these elected officials l- lashed out at Ted Cruz F you this, F you, F the NRA. You're effing baby killer. We get that. We get Beto politicizing. This sad state of affairs. We have editorial writers from over the mainstream press siding with their Democrat Party allies to call for more laws. More laws never once in any of their stories do they mention the fact that laws have already been broken yesterday. That there is a, and this is typical to what we do on our side, we point out the obvious. That, you know, laws were already broken here. This school was a, a no-gun no gun zone. Not supposed to bring weapons into these schools. There's a, a larger law that all of us used to acknowledge. Thou shalt not kill. It used to be taught in churches, synagogues, mosques and other institutions of spirit around this country and around the world. It is amazing that in America we're now decades and decades past the point where our Supreme Court ruled that kids can't pray in schools, yet you look at the pictures yesterday, and people were praying outside of the school. No one's offended by that. It's only when children are dead that it's okay to pray in a school or pray out of school. I went many years ago. I used to visit on a regular basis the Philippines, land in Manila, spend time in the northern Philippines. I used to go out and, and whatever. And one of the things that I noticed on my first two or three visits there before I got used to it was the sense of security. If you go to SM malls, SM's are huge there, the big malls. And you went to the Mall of Asia. I've been to Mall of Asia and all that. When you come in, men and women are separated. There are women who go through every woman's purse as she comes in. You get a gentle pat down if you're a man, make sure you're not carrying a weapon. Every time you go to the mall, but it doesn't just end at the mall. If you go into a little 7-Eleven, if you're in Manila, you go to a 7-Eleven, very often the door is answered by, when when, when you walk in, the door is opened for you by a security guard who's armed and also serving as a greeter. When you go to the hotels, you have to put your baggage on a conveyor belt. It is sent to your room after they have done an x-ray, much like you're at an airport. They have the under under the car mirrors so they can check cars coming in. And there's a heavy sense of of security. First I was stunned. You go to a hotel, you see I, I remember going to a holiday inn in Clark. And the first time there, the guy's out with his German Shepherd sniffing for for bombs, and he's got an A K forty seven or what it looked like to be an A K forty seven strapped. And they check you out before you come in the hotel. Here in the United States, we don't believe in that kind of detailed security. We think it's intrusive. Now, if you go to certain events, if you go to a sporting event, like a Super Bowl or something, yeah, you'll have to pass through a certain level of security. You're told not to bring things into the stadium and so forth. If you go and you're traveling on, in the air after 9-11. You now have to go through a more stringent security protocol than we had to in years before. We say in America the children are our future. We say save the children. There were apparently... A, there was a security force at the school and there is outrage apparently that this shooter got by that security force and was able to go into a classroom where he was able to shoot young children, killing 19 of them, killing their teachers before he turned the gun on himself. Now, this shooter's mother has come forward saying he wasn't a violent boy. We hear the usual, we hear the usual that he was subject to bullying. He apparently, when he was younger, he had a lisp and he had other speech impediments and he was poor. And for that, he was picked on mercilessly by classmates. Okay. We've also heard that this shooter, Salvador, on his 18th or close to his 18th birthday, decided he wanted to buy two AR-15s. So he bought them. There are some stories that suggest he bought them online, and they've named the purchase point. And, of course, they're saying he bought them legally. He was screened, and so these were legal gun purchases, which is a big item to the left because what they're saying is this happens all too often where people are allowed, especially these young men that go in shooting up schools. They buy weapons legally or they use their parents' legal weapons. No one's screening them thoroughly and that there needs to be an enhanced screening. And I bet many on the Republican side don't want to say it, but secretly they might harbor the belief too that, hey, you know what? This has got to stop and we need something to stop keep these guns out of the hands of these lunatic kids. And all of these kids that do this have a similar kind of profile. Loners. Bullied. We hear it every single school shooting. And I don't blame... The left for being angry. I don't blame the right for being angry or the middle. I don't blame anybody for being angry to see this continue to happen time after time after time. I don't see anybody that's not upset by this. I also don't blame people being frustrated, not understanding how this can happen time after time after time. And nothing seems to be done to stop it. I have those exact same feelings. But when I hear calls, as I'm hearing all day today, you know, we have to have common sense gun reform, common sense. I ask myself, well, where, what is the common sense? Because what I read and I have read what the Democrats, the Democrats have suggested as legislation, some of it is not common sense. In fact, I dare say there is no common sense in the political system that is the United States of America. Common sense does not exist in any quarter. There is no common sense. There is sense, perhaps. It makes sense to Democrats to talk about limiting weapons, limiting who can have weapons. It makes sense to Republicans to say we should make sure that these schools Housing, our children are protected. That makes sense. But there is no common, there's no common set of beliefs about this. And how can there be? We are living in a world, today I read once again what some of the priorities are of this administration. This Biden administration, the education department, and this comes the day as we are mourning these children. They have released a policy that kindergarten through 12 schools have to allow boys into girls' bathrooms if they are going to get federal lunch money. So now they've tied in the idea that kids should eat and have to eat to their own ideological agenda regarding transgenderism. Republicans don't agree with this, and will never agree with it. This, it, there is no common sense. This is their priority. You know, here we are. We have, we are now decades past the point that the Supreme Court says you cannot pray in a school, you cannot worship in a school because there's this so-called separation between church and state. We're now decades into throwing God out of. Schools. We are decades away from the big Hollywood machines doing everything they can to ridicule those people who believe in God. And this also happens in the mainstream political press, by the way. They make out people who are believers to be a bunch of nutcases, a bunch of kooks. We are now decades into the program that the left has to take God out of the public square. In schools, we've taken God out of schools and replaced it with grooming, with sexual grooming that now takes place for the nation's children. We have no respect from the left for the sanctity of life. When those of us on the right talk about a bigger genocide that happened in the school Yesterday, that genocide that is taking place in the womb, the left poo-poo's it. They ignore it. They ridicule those people who are concerned about life. And so in the United States of America, we have done everything the left has to reduce the sanctity of life to a meaningless soundbite. And then when events happen like this, with no God, with no respect for the sanctity of life, The left sits and wonders why it is that an 18-year-old boy can go into a school and commit mass murder. James Golden, aka Bo Snirly, this is Rush Hour. We're coming back more after this, including, of course, your calls. Don't go away.
0: It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snirly on 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush,
1: Rush. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. We are here. Hall of Notes brings us back. Ladies and gentlemen, there have been, of course, calls today from all over the political spectrum and the entertainment spectrum calling for action, including uh, Matthew McConaughey, who had, he um, wrote a, a note. He is from Uvalde, Texas. That is his hometown. And he said, once again, we have tragically proving that we are failing to be responsible For the rights our freedom grants grant us. What is it that we truly value? How do we repair the problem? What small sacrifices can we individually take today to preserve a healthier and safer nation, state, and neighborhood tomorrow? He's calling for people to end the excuse in accepting these tragic realities as the status quo. And we have heard that now for years and years, ever since almost Columbine, and yet it goes on. So I'm going to turn to you, this audience, and ask you, what are the answers? What do you do here? I will tell you one thing, and I'm sorry if this offends some of my friends, my fellow conservatives, and I don't believe I am any less conservative than you may be for saying this. The idea that a troubled youth like this can go online, if it is true that he did indeed go online and purchase two weapons like this, and then go online and purchase massive amount of ammunition with nobody checking to see who is this person. I mean, for all we know, he could have been a terrorist. For all we know, he could have been an, a terrorist here in the United States illegally, for all we know, with fraudulent, with fraudulent documents, perhaps. Nobody face-to-face actually examined his past. Nobody bothered to find out. Who is he? that he fit a profile that is well-known now? A profile of being a loner, a bull that was bullied, that has a chip on his shoulder about the way life is treated him so far, and maybe a justifiable trip, a, a chip on his shoulder. Nobody knew that except his parents and his grandparents. His grandfather, who has a previous history with law enforcement, said he didn't even realize that there were guns in the house. If he had, he would have called and alerted the authorities because that is a violation of his parole. This person shot his grandmother in the face. Who does that? There are calls and I've been making calls on this program that we have to reinvest and I hate you no let me just not use that term because that term has been term has been so corrupted by the left that we have to deal in this country with mental health problems a lot more seriously than we do now. We can put all this money into making sure that girls can't use bathrooms comfortably. How about we put some of our energy into making sure that people who have obvious problems get the help that they deserve and get the help that would keep many of us safe. Of course, Democrats are once again calling them for a reform on the filibuster in the Senate to get rid of the filibuster so that only a simple majority vote can pass most measures, to which I say, go right ahead. That's what you want to do. Do it. Because November is coming. And at the end of November, when you have given potentially Republicans the the ability to pass their legislation with only 51 votes, you will regret it. But if that's what will make you feel better right now, go ahead and do it. Joe Manchin is one of the senators that says he'll do anything he can to get a bipartisan piece of legislation through. And again, The question has to be asked, what sort of legislation, Mr. Manchin, if this person did not obey your previous round of legislation that prohibits people from coming into a a safe school zone, if this person refused to obey not only the regulations against murder, but the moral commandments that have been existing since mankind began against murder. If this person is that deranged that he is going to ignore those, what makes anyone think that with more legislation, with yet more legislation, he will obey. And I honestly Try to envision in my mind what would it be? What would it be like if the left got their way on this? What would it be if we just said, threw our hands up and said, "Okay, okay, enough. We're with you. Let's take all the let's take the guns. Let's go get the guns from people that shouldn't have them." How does that work exactly? How are you going to do that? There are over three hundred million guns in this country. How are you going to ensure that the guns that are currently in this country are out of the hands of everybody that could use them in a harmful way. How? Are you saying that, James, that you don't want anything done? Bo, what, you don't want anything done? No, I am saying I do want something done, but I think we have to be very realistic about what it is we need to accomplish. The first thing is we need to make sure that America's children are safe. And if that means putting two, three, four armed guards in every single school in America, well, if you're willing to put armed guards to protect your merchandise, if you're willing to put armed guards at locations to protect your clothing, your jewelry, your fragrances, then certainly America's children should be worth having armed protection. And not some people that are not trained to do this. I mean real protection. So that if they see or have someone coming into a school that is armed, they take them out before they can get through the doors. And I mean take them out, period. No questions asked. That's one thing we could do in a relative short period of time. Make sure that every single American school has armed protection from people who know how to use force against harmful intruders. That is a common-sense suggestion, solution to some of this. But there is a lot more that has to be done. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snirling, your call is coming up as well. We're going to have to talk about Beto, that... Another one of these Democrats who wants to politicize this for his own political gain. We're coming back. James Golden, Bo Snerdly's Rush Hour on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Don't go away.
0: Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the
1: pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush, rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. WNBC Talk Radio 77. You know, yesterday was... I heard from a friend today. And she said a primary day in four states in the United States, including Georgia, where a former football great Herschel Walker won his primary, and he'll be running... Against Raphael Warlock, Warnock in <laughs> Warlock. Warnock in, uh, in Georgia for the Senate there, and of course Brian Kemp, the governor, the present governor, not only defeated Purdue David Purdue, he whipped his hiney, and I mean it wasn't even close. We're talking seventy um, uh, some odd percent to twenty some odd percent. Purdue, of course, was, was uh, endorsed by Donald Trump. And some of the left are having a field day. Oh, Trump, Trump is in trouble now. Oh, Trump is no longer the kingmaker. Donald Trump has maybe three or four uh, of his endorses so far this campaign season that have not succeeded. He has over 50 that have. His track record is totally amazing. His influence is not over. Purdue ran a horrible campaign, a lackluster campaign, an embarrassingly lackluster campaign. So not only Purdue, but the Secretary of State down there also survived, which is a shame in Georgia. But the good news coming out of Georgia is we have Marjorie Taylor Greene won her race. Hershel Walker won his And, of course, there are some political articles that are saying, oh, the Republicans are in for it now with Herschel Walker. He has a lot of baggage. Well, guess what? Most politicians have baggage. This is the same crap you hear from the establishment class in the Republican Party that doesn't want a Trump supporter to win. They always talk about baggage. What more baggage is there than what the rhinos have done to the Republican Party? That's where the baggage is the, on the Republican side. Now, there are some other races that, that Trump, Donald Trump did quite well. His endorses did, too. I don't want to get through all of them because, of course, this shooting took everything else off of the headlines last night. Today there was a press conference in Tejas, and the governor was there, the lieutenant governor Texas was there, other officials was there. And so who shows up to crash the party but Beto O'Rourke? How many times has this guy been a loser? Two, three times, the perennial loser, Beto O'Rourke. Beto's not his first name. Robert something something is his name. But anyway, Beto goes in, and let's take a listen to some of what happened at this press conference. Hit it. Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs)
2: Excuse me. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line hey. and an embarrassment.
0: Sit down and don't play this down. stuff. Shooting is right now, and you are doing nothing.
3: No, please needs to get his ass out, out of here. This isn't the place to
0: talk this over. This is totally predictable.
3: When you, sir, you're out of line. Sir, you are out
2: of line.
1: Sir,
3: you are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son
1: of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. Wow. Beto wasn't through as he was being escorted out. He turns around, points his finger. This is on you until you choose to do something different. This will continue to happen. Somebody needs to stand up for the children of this state, or they will continue to be killed just like they were killed in Uvalde yesterday. Really? This is politicizing something that should never be politicized. And they're right. Beto should be ashamed, but there is no shame with leftists and their agendas. I've been talking a lot. Let's see what some of you have to say. Let us start off with Patricia in Brooklyn, New York. Patricia, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, Boston Rush Hour. Thanks, Patricia. What's on your mind this afternoon? Hey,
3: hey James. God bless you. You know, this is like a terrible thing I'm going to like kind of bring up, but... All well, these politicians, these poor children mowed down. I want to see these idiots go to the morgue and see what was done to them, to their bodies. Are they not human? Maybe they're not. I am human. You're human. This would completely devastate me to see what this maniac did to all these children, screwed up all these families. They All these politicians talk stupid and big. Go see the evidence of what this animal did. And yes, I'm like you. Uh, I believe it's evil. That's my kind of... I'm a Roman Catholic. Yes, Patricia.
1: Thank you, Patricia. It is evil. I just would like to, to say something else, too. You know, it is... It is always and I don't want to use the word easy because it's not, but it is always expedient to chime into an event that is under the national spotlight like these, this horrific, horrible incident. What happens behind the closed doors of Planned Parenthood centers across America, it is this every day and worse in larger numbers every single day. And yet, these... Democrats, like Beto O'Rourke, who stand up and try to make an emotional show, these same Democrats, like Manchin, who say, we've got to stop this now, these same Democrats who go on TV, there's the one who called Ted Cruz a baby killer. I'm trying to find his, uh, I should probably try to find that story, because he was particularly vile, as many of them are, when they get their dander up and when they want to get in front of the cameras. This is it. This was in uh, AmericanWireNews.com. Democrat Congressman Ruben Gallego flew off the handle. He unleashed an f-bomb laced rant, which was unbecoming a member of Congress. Just to be clear, f you at Ted Cruz, you effing baby killer, he says, and he went on. That wasn't it. He went on to use the F-bomb several more times to express his displeasure online. Now, singling out Ted Cruz for this kind of thing, that's easy if you're a Democrat. You want to score some points with your Democrat friends. How is it helpful to this situation at all? What good comes of it? Let us turn to Brooklyn, New York, and talk with Judith. Judith, welcome. You're on Rush Hour with Bo Snorley, WABC Talk Radio 77.
4: Hi James, I really appreciate your opening monologue. That I was listening to, and I would just want to share some things with you. <clears throat> I believe in God. I also believe in having a right to own a gun as a defensive weapon. And James, I'm a very proud ultra MAGAite. You know, with the with what Biden mm-hmm. is ultra MAGAite, but I want to tell you something. To me, this also can stand for make America God fearing. Or God loving both again that's so needed we need God's guidelines uh, where you know we don't cross uh, certain lines like murder and I think that's missing the God fearing part people do not fear God and it's very important they don't fear anything anymore
1: you know Judith you make some amazing points and I could not agree with you more and I appreciate that very much thank you for your kind words thank you for your call and for your words of wisdom let's go to staten island new york and let's speak with adam who has i believe a question for all of us to ponder adam welcome you're on both Lee's rush hour you're on wabc remember catch at night comes up next and that's closing in very quickly adam what is on your mind this afternoon
4: so you know i i i don't agree often with a lot of what you say although i, I respectfully listen i just i'm curious why this doesn't happen in any other country, countries that also have people with mental illness, also have people who have problems. Why is it that it happens in America and it happens here in such a grand scale that 10 days ago, all those people were shot and killed in Buffalo, and it's, like, quickly forgotten because it's trumped by this this killing. It's so sad that we've become so desensitized to it. And I just... I just don't see how um we keep uh, I keep hearing uh, people blaming on mental illness like uh like the governor or Abbott. There's mental illness all over the world, but yet it doesn't happen on a grand scale like this all over the world. So I'd like to hear your perspective of that. Considering that uh, Adam, I'm going to be realize. I'm going be very
1: honest. Adam, I'm going to be very honest and again I'm I'm going to do so at the risk of of at the risk of offending some of my conservative friends. In some cases, it is due to the lack of weaponry. There is a very funny, really leftist comedy sketch about guns by Jim Jeffries. It was about six years ago. And one of the things he talks about, I wish I could do it in the way that he did. He said, you know, in Australia, we had, we had the largest massacre in the world. Hasn't been beaten yet. And he says, and after the massacre, the government said, okay, that's it. No more guns. And the Australian people said, well, you know, okay, that, that sounds about right. He said, in America, you had Sandy Hook. Little babies killed. And your government said, well, uh, maybe not the, not the big guns, maybe? And half of you said, and I can't repeat the F-bomb, no. Get your hands off my effing gun. You know, you're not going to take my effing gun. And, okay, he said after this happened, he was talking about the Port Arthur incident in Australia. There have been no more massacres. That's the point he made. Now, America and Australia are two different countries. First of all, we are never going to get the guns out of the hands of the American people here. And if we did, it would be the biggest mistake this country could ever make because we wouldn't be inviting. Do you understand America. America. Did you see what happened this week, America? China and Russia teamed up while Joe Biden was overseas to do a joint flight drill to make it very clear that if China is threatened, and this came after Joe Biden Biden made his botched statement on Taiwan, but China and Russia made it very clear to the United States that they will work together to defeat American interest around the world. So no, I have never been supportive of taking the guns away from Americans. Stupid idea. The only reason, one of the reasons, besides the American people's fortitude, inventiveness, creativity, and goodness for world change, for change, for positive change around the world, one of the reasons that these nations dare not ever try to invade America and and take over and occupy America is their soldiers would get killed by ordinary citizens who do have the right to bear arms. We have 300 million guns in this country. And there's not going to be any any world power that can come in here with enough firepower to take out the American people. Now that said, should we be examining everything? Yeah, I believe we should. I'm not against examining things, the laws. If there's some loophole that, allow, that allows a kid like this to get a gun, well, look at it. I'm not saying pass it. Because what Democrats try to do, they immediately start trying to ban this weapon, ban that weapon, ban this, ban that. American people are not going for that. That's what I mean. There is no common sense. Democrats preach all the time that they want a common sense response to these shootings. I want one, too. The only problem is that the opposing party here has no common sense. They have their own ideological sense of what should happen, but it is not a common shared belief among people in this country. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snirley, coming back. We have more right after this. It's the
0: Rush Hour with Bo Snirley on 77 WABC. Bruno, he's your numero uno. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo nerdly Rush, Rush, Rush.
1: WABC Talk Radio, seventy-seven in New York. Earth, wind, and fire bring us back. Honor the magic. there is in the daily mail dot uk the daily mail uk today a portrait of this young man who was the killer it is called bullied call of duty loving texas school gunman brawled repeatedly at school here's i mean you can go through this it is a long story we've heard about how this kid was bullied He, at one point, had in his school life, his neighbors and classmates say his behavior spiraled into the bizarre. He had scars on his face. Someone asked him, are you okay? With a smile. I did it myself. I liked the way it looked. Started dressing in dark clothes, military boots. This is the part that should be a red flag and used his BB gun to target random people. Now. To me, that would disqualify this kid from ever owning a gun. Unless he got some serious mental help and was declared okay. All right, what do you know? We know about serial killers. What do they do? They kill animals. That's where they usually start. And then they up their game. Here's a guy who's using a BB gun to shoot random people. And yet and still, he's able to mail mail out for a gun, if that's true, for two rifles. How is that possible? Why is that possible? He regularly called his mom a B.I. said she wanted to kick him out. Now, reportedly, this kid was bullied. He had a stutter and a lisp. Classmates also allegedly called him gay slurs. At one point, he uploaded a picture of himself wearing eyeliner. He would get bullied hard like bullied by a lot of people over social media, over gaming, over everything. I mean, we hear these profiles just like this other nut job at Parkland. Time and time again, there were warning signs. Hey, you're dealing with the crackpot kid here. And they're ignored. So if there is no mechanism in our society to identify these little crackpot kids and get them the help that they need. What chance do we ever have of stopping this? Let's go to Pete in Piscataway, Piscataway, New Jersey. Thank you for holding, Pete. What is on your mind this afternoon?
3: Hello, I think that they should have, uh, you have to be 21 before you buy one of those assault weapons. Pete, that that uh, has
1: already been, Pete, thank you for the call, and your suggestion was what California instituted as a state law. It was overturned by the Court of Appeals. Eighteen-year-olds constitutionally have a right to buy a gun in this country. Now, people can relitigate that if they want to, but California already tried that, and they lost in court, but... Thank you for the idea. I appreciate that. David, in Queens, New York, you're, with w, you're on WABC with Bo Snurley? It's Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. How are you, David? How are you, uh, James? I have to ask you a question. You had a, a, a caller before, a couple, of call, a couple of calls before, maybe two calls before. He said something very interesting, and it makes a lot of sense. Why? I think this is a rhetorical question, though. Why is this happening in this country more than any other place in the world? Why, why is this happening?
0: Why do you think real. it is, David? <laughs>
1: huh? Why do you think it is? Why do you think it is? This is an evil, racist country, Dave. David. Well, yes, like I said, I repeat. America crazy. is not an evil, racist country. American right. citizens are okay. Let, let's go there. Let, let Let you raise that, so let's go there. Okay. America has done more than any other nation on the face of the earth on nothing. This is history, my friend, to make sure that people are treated with the human rights and dignity that they deserve. We have done more to bring more liberty to more people in this world than any other nation in the face of the world. Now, if you want to talk about why this is happening, I suggest that you look at what liberals have done to America the last 60 years. When you do an open warfare with God and you drive God or talking about God out of the public square, then perhaps that's a sign that things are wrong. When you can have a wholesale genocide happening in this country year after year after year, and especially targeted minority communities where you can wipe out their unborn human babies, perhaps something's wrong with the psyche of your nation. When you have a a country that seems more concerned or an administration with making sure that boys can go into girls' bathrooms rather than keeping the school safe for all the students, then that will tell you that something's wrong with your priorities. But to say that America is evil, America's a racist country, no, my friend, you have it wrong. Let us go to Tom in Seaford. Tom, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdley. Boast nervous Rush Hour. What's up, Tom?
3: Thank you. The more I listen to you, the more I I have things to say. But anyway, real quick, I lived in Uvalde, Texas, or close by, back in the 70s when I was stationed in the Air Force at Laughlin Air Force. And every kid that was 15, 16 uh, owned a pickup truck, and every one of those pickup trucks had a shotgun or a deer rifle in the back window. And I never heard of any shootings or any type of violence such as this. So let's go back 45 years. What changed? What changed in this country? The things that I see, a couple of things. Number one, social media is out of control. Number two, these violent violent video games that I totally... years old that I never let my kids indulge in. And number three, these kids are walking around aimlessly day in and day out. Bring back the draft. Let these people contribute to this country instead of taking all the time. What is wrong with what they do in other countries, making them do some type of civil work for two years instead of just sitting home, playing video games and looking for somebody, some way to find a couple of dollars. And if you don't have a job, what are you going to do? You're going to rob. That's just human nature. And this where we're at and these problems are so solvable but no one wants to look at the root causes of what's going on it's not the guns it's the people there's no parenting there's uh it's it's really a disgusting situation we're in anyway listen to you and thank you for what you do every day it's a pleasure putting you on uh in the afternoon driving home
1: thank you tom i appreciate you so much please call us again dennis milford pennsylvania time's running out i wanted to get your point uh, Dennis. What is the point you'd oh, like oh, to make on oh, Boston Lee's Rush Hour?
2: Oh, oh, James, great to speak to you. Thanks so much. I'll make two quick points. The first thing is, um, I'm not trying to espouse any kind of a conspiracy theory, but everybody keeps referring to this kid as poor. The guns he bought are top-end guns. There's, those two rifles are somewhere between four dollars and $5,000 for the pair. So I'd be really curious to see where he got that money. And the, the size of these guns, nobody knew they were there, along with his body armor. The second, item, the second uh, uh, thing I wanted to bring up was everybody keeps talking about buying uh, guns over the Internet. I'm, a, I'm 73 years old. I've been a, a hunter and a, a firearms owner all my life. I have bought guns over the Internet. If you buy a gun over the Internet, it doesn't get shipped to your door FedEx. It goes to another business who has a federal firearm license. And when you go to that business to pick up that firearm, he does a background check. So buy guns over the Internet – everybody keeps referring to that and it makes it sound like it's really simple and but it's not that way it goes to another business and there they do the the, uh, standard uh, uh, background check
1: Dennis let me just say this thank you for that information but let us let me just be really clear about where I think many of us are coming from whoever's doing these background checks needs to be fired because when you have a kid that has this many problems and you do a background check and nothing is exposed on it? Something's not working here. This kid, just like that kid in Parkland, was a nut job. And he should have never been allowed to buy a gun. By the way, he also had a job at Wendy's, and he was described there as a quiet guy who just used to come to work and and then leave. And maybe that's where he got the money to buy the guns from actually working for it. Apparently, he had something in mind with his life, something he wanted to do which was to kill innocent human beings. But I'm going to tell you what, we see this time and time again. These kids with these amazingly dark mental issues or backgrounds that spiral out of the normal social norms have guns, and they walk in and they use them. So, again, I don't know where the breakdown is. I am not the expert at this. But if this is what a background check looks like to let these sort of individuals have guns, then we need somebody else doing the background check or we need to have a better vetting process. Cats at Night, up next, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurly with you here. Thank you for being part of Bo Rush Hour. We're back tomorrow, 4 o'clock. And on Saturdays, remember, we start at 7 in the morning. Cats at Night, next. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families and special, special prayers for those in Uvalde, Texas. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye.